Hello, everyone out there. Welcome to the very first episode of Battle Topics. And if you're wondering, Battle Topics, what is that? This is where we're going to talk about anything and everything hip-hop. So we're going to do everything we love about the culture. Battle rap, um, favorite rap albums, favorite songs, everything like that. Um, and me being, you know, the younger guy, I guess I can have that uh, that new flavor of hip-hop to it while these two old heads can tell you about the old stuff. That, the old, worry about the the old heads now. <laughs> the old heads now. The old heads. <laughs> okay. Well, since Roger... Since Roger uh, uh, decided he was gonna um, disrespect us so early on this. No, um, it's not disrespect. It's, you know, showing that you guys are the generation before me, so you yeah, know that yeah, culture, yeah. Yeah, that that stuff before I was around. You know, and you yeah. guys have better insight. Yeah, you you from the mumble generation is what you from. That's <laughs> oh, what definitely it. not. Definitely nah. not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't listen to that shit. Well, I don't know. There's a few songs though that does do that. Like there's a couple of songs that does like it starts off kind of like that, um, and then you're like, man, I don't like this. I don't like this guy. Like I don't like how he raps. And then later on, and we can change up the style a little bit. It's like I don't know if it was Future Amigos is one of them that did it. And then you hear, <laughs> heard, uh, and then I heard Future on um, the track with the game. Uh, who else was on that track, Chip? It's been a long damn time. Like trying. There was a whole lot of people on that track. It was, I think it was, it, it was him and Jeezy. Jeezy, Jeezy talking about uh, Game Jeezy yeah. and Future. That's who it was. Yeah, I remember, man. That's that was my shit. I remember me, Chip. Uh, Do that again. Do that again. I remember. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, it was me, Chip, and uh, uh, Oreo, Jay Sparks. Uh, we were driving to Atlanta to uh, be part of the ring crew for a Ring of Honor event. And we listened to the whole album, Jesus Peace, and uh, the, the album, uh, Year of the Wolf, that whole way down there. And I was just like, every five minutes, it's like, we be, we had all the windows rolled down, driving through Atlanta, just screaming, I remember! Like, it was just, we were just dumb. It was just stupid. But, you know, it was fun. Um wrestlers. I know, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, you can tell that we are super excited about hip-hop. Uh, we're definitely excited about this episode of uh battle topics the very first one ever on this episode we're going to discuss the only eight hip-hop songs that have ever been certified diamond that is right uh certified diamond by the ra uh, the riaa um and uh and this is um as of december 10th 2020 so it's not been that long Right. Correct. Right. Um, and the reason that is, the reason why you bring that specific date up is because on December 9th of 2020, one of the songs that is on this list that we were going to be talking about is the song Sicko Mode by Travis Scott featuring Drake. And it had become on that date a diamond record. And for those of you who don't know what the Recording Industry Association of America uh, defines as a diamond record, it's any rec, it's any song or record that has sold over 10 million units here in the United States of America. And ironically enough, only eight rap songs have reached this feat. Like to me, that's, that's, that's mind boggling with all the songs that we grew up with and all the songs that are so iconic in the world today in the terms of hip hop, that only eight songs are considered diamond based on, you know, sales. You know what I mean? I think a good majority of that is because hip hop is still in a lot of people's mindset. 
it's still considered that underground kind of not mainstream i mean there are a ton of mainstream um like songs or rap artists or that would be con or i would say would be considered mainstream but i think the whole genre in itself is still considered that underground kind of uh you know what i mean right yeah, right it's right still, it's still not seen as a as a genre that's respected right it, it's it's not seen as a, as a genre respected but hip-hop and especially hip-hop culture has impacted the way that we all you know the way that we live our life like even hip-hop has even you know crossed into territories where from a time and we talk about this all the time because not only are we all big fans of hip-hop we're also all big fans of new metal which is basically the bastard children of metal and hip-hop you know a few oh, I, thought you, I thought you were gonna bring up the fact that uh nelly fused rap and country together back in the day well yeah but i mean that was uh i mean i, I don't know i mean that song even in of itself i mean that i looked at that more as like a pop song like that wasn't hip-hop and country that was just another that was just another pop um, song you know if we're talking about hip-hop artists fusing with um country uh my boy ti did a uh he did a song right with a country artist uh do you guys know what that you know what i'm talking about have you heard it I probably no. have, but I forgot. I don't. In two seconds. Uh, I, I I was actually listening uh, to like Ti Radio on Amazon, and it came across, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> uh, and I mean, I, it was good. Uh, man, I can't remember the name. I'm not a huge country fan, so I can't remember the name of the dude he did it with. Give me just a second here. What? Watch it be somebody like. Watch it be somebody like weird, like old school, like a fucking like, like David Allen Cole or some shit. Uh, no, it, it definitely <laughs> wasn't David Allen Cole. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine, <laughs> dude? That bruh. <laughs> if that ever happened, uh, I'm buying every copy of that song ever. <laughs> right? Every fucking awesome. <laughs> David Allen Cole featuring T.I. Like, I can just think of the names of that. Like, I can even repeat the names that I'm thinking of. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, hey, I, I can't say that. Like, can I say that? If David Allen Cole here just repping a shirt with it on there. Right? <laughs> you find it, Bubba? It is... Can't find it. I don't know. I can't find it because it's <laughs> obscure. Also, so what about uh, what about Little Nas X? Do we consider him country rap? I, I would say he's probably country rap. He's really he blended the the genre there for a second for a little bit. He, he did. Uh, I think I found it, Chip. Okay, what? Tell me what the na dude's I name is. I think it's a remix, though. It's it's Brantley Gilbert featuring Ti Bottoms Up official remix. That's it. That's there it. you go. Not that bottoms up. Tonight it's bottoms up. <laughs> Not bottoms up. Getting yeah. slizzard. That's it. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
I mean, you can call it a remix, but I mean, it's it's a country song, so it's a country song with that ain't no different than that Carrie Underwood song "Champion" with fucking Ludacris on on the on the track. I guess so. I don't you know, know, I mean, because I mean, <laughs> a lot of times that's what it is. A lot of times they'll just take a they'll just take a a, a popular song, and then they'll just add another verse onto the end of you know whatever you know they'll just extend the track and then just extend the, the verse or the, or the course or whatever um yeah oh, so go ahead go, i was gonna say definitely uh give that song uh a listen uh <laughs> i would i honestly I, i'm being dead honest i wouldn't mind hearing more of ti and brantley gilbert together there you go now, like, what would be the weird? Okay, I know, I know, we're we're talking about certified so time records. Listen, what would be? Yeah, hey, it's off topic, but it's battle topics. <laughs> what would be the weirdest combination of? I mean, David Allen Cole and Ti is pretty weird, random. But who would be the two? One country artist and one hip hop artist you'd love to see do something. David Allen Cole. <laughs> and I mean, it's, I mean, if you really think about it, he's the. He's the complete opposite spectrum where you're like, yo, uh, David Allen Coe and Public Enemy. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna think I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you guys with one right now. Chris Stapleton and Snoop. I can see that though. Dude, like yeah, I could I can see that. that. I can see that easily though. Yeah. They both be sitting in the back, Chris Stapleton be playing his guitar, singing, Snoop be smoking like, hey yo, that's some pretty cool shit, G. <laughs> I do a shit Snoop Dogg impression. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm saying that David Allen Coe and Public Enemy, or David Allen Coe and like the Tribe Called Quest. Oh my God! Or right Death or fucking Tyler Quali or somebody like that. Yeah, like see, like uh, let me think of who else. Common. <laughs> would you see? Would you say Common? Way I feel like Common. Go ahead, what chip? I was gonna say I feel like common you you probably could get common to do something with uh uh like a Zach Brown or something. Yeah. Oh dude, could you imagine oh dude Zach Brown band and Black Thought from the Roots? Uh, that would be the guy's name. Uh Luke Combs and Jeezy. Oh my god. What? Wow, Jeezy, dude, that would be crazy as hell. All right, yeah, let's, well, let's get on topic real quick here. Uh, battle topics. Yes, this battle is already the greatest episode talk. we've ever done. Everything. We talk all things hip hop, including <laughs> mashups that we, we might want to see. That would be great. Country mashups. We haven't even started about country hip hop mashups. Why the fuck not? Right. Yeah. But, all right. Let's get on to the. So, do you want to do from eight to one or one to eight? Let's do eight, so to, let's one. Go eight to Let's go eight to one. Yeah. All right. So, uh, first one on the list is Sickle Mode featuring Drake by Travis Scott. Um, my stepson Parker loves this song. He sings it anytime it's on. All like eighteen minutes of it because it's a long song. Yeah. Um, I like it at the beginning, but then it has this weird like middle crescendo kind of thing where it, like completely changes to a different style of song and i still like it but i'm like oh they didn't really need to do that it sounds uh, how do you guys feel? yeah it sounds like it started off as a drake song and then it just cuts and then it starts into the travis scott and i'm like that was a weird transition 
very first time I ever heard the song, I was playing NBA 2K, uh, 2K18, no, 2K19. Um, yeah, 2K19, that's the one with Giannis on the front. And um, that's the very first song that I heard, and I was just like, oh, I wonder what this song is, you know? And then I was like, sun's down, freezing cold. You know how Drake raps. Um, yeah. You know, so I was just like, okay. You know, and I started just vibing to it, and all of a sudden, and then and then all of a sudden just boom, 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 like, what the fuck is this shit? What happened? And then you just hear Travis Scott like, "Give it a loop." Like, what? I, I do like, <laughs> like my favorite part of the song is the transition. To be honest, say that again. My favorite part of the song is the actual transition. Oh like, yeah, that little, like that's the only part that I really vibe with the most. I don't know why. Right. Nah. Let me. I, I mean, I, I dig it. Like, but after about three minutes, I mean, I can honestly say I've never actually listened to the full song because every time I hear it, I'm already like in transition into doing something else on the game so it's not like I did you go back and look to it later and it's like man it's a long ass song it's like a six minute long song like yeah it's extremely long very long yeah. and the fact that it became a diamond song I mean I guess they're doing something right what do you think right. it be, you think it being well, this song's got four different verses to it yeah Right, it's you, seven minutes long, pretty much. Yeah, well, do you think it being in the NBA 2K game had had a lot to do with it being uh, the pop as popular as it is? No, because I think it came out before that, and it was still hitting off hard. Travis Scott is one of those guys that is supremely popular. He has a documentary on Netflix. Really? Um, he uh, yes, yeah. and he he also had a last year. He also did a concert within Fortnite, a live concert in Fortnite. Oh, that's crazy. Like, it was actually pretty cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't do Fortnite, but, like, it was, like, a hologram kind of thing in the game. Like, he's he's doing things. Like, I actually, like, I, I vibe with him. He's really good. Um, I'm not going to say, like, all his songs, but a lot of the, like, a majority of the songs I'm okay with. Um, but, no, he's he's one of those guys that he's in this generation. And he's obviously above a lot of the people within this generation. So, yeah, his generation was released in 2018, so... So yeah. his so would you say his generation is that of Drake, J. Cole, Hobson, Logic, fucking uh Joiner? Um, yes, he's within that those are the guys we listen to, yeah, obviously. Um, but like it's also in the mobile rap era and the trap beat era, so a lot of the guys that are big don't have good rapping ability but he does like i said he's in that like era like that step above most guys with the the drakes j cole kendrick joiner um that whole bunch of them like that they could actually rap okay well all right then um so we go from that song to another song oh, hold that... on what do you feel about it uh, we, chip <laughs> how, how well, do i feel about it yeah I mean... do you like it oh my bad. Nope. I thought he was done with the conversation. I apologize. You're fine. Um, <laughs> I think it's all right. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a good. It's an right, Like it's a good song, but it's long. If it was short, yeah, I'd probably like it more. It, it's one of those because because I am from like I guess you would say like two generations ago uh, when it comes to old head. Like, hip-hop music no i mean like like literally when, when it comes to hip-hop music because there's let's see i come from what is now considered old school hip-hop and then there was the uh the hip-hop from like what 99 98 99 to 99 2000 juvenile yeah like 
uh, I don't even know what you would call that. Like, well, there I, was, I, think, I think I can break it up. I think I can break I, it down for you. Say, I would say the crunk era. Right. Chip started listening to music during the crack era. I started listening to hip hop during the weed era. Rod, you probably jumped on during the crunk era. And now no, we're in the mumble there. era. And I've been listening to reps since I was like four. Okay. So you started listening yeah. during the crunk like 96. era. 96? <laughs> 96? Are you serious? That was the weed era. That was definitely yeah, the weed I era. Know. I mean, I just. I listened to Biggie back in the day, you know. It's hard to believe that I was a child and still listen to Biggie. Yeah, I mean, I I would say that I was probably pre-crack era though. Um, be- were you, you, you you were Breaks era? Yeah, he was Breaks era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you got to think like so. My mom was born in 1942, and she brought me up on like the music she grew up on, you know. So. Like, obviously, there was a big influence from Elvis Presley in my house because that was her favorite artist ever. But, like, she loved hip-hop, too. Like, she liked the beats and stuff. So, you know, I can remember just sitting around and we would listen to, like, records of, I mean, like, vinyl, old-school vinyl records of, like, grandmaster flash and stuff like that you know yeah, so ready and the furious five and yeah breaks yeah. breaks era the breakdance and beat yeah even though i was born in the early 80s you know i was touched by the previous generation uh so that's what i i grew up on in my house and it probably wasn't until i want to say probably 95 when I heard my first like what what we called gangster rap. So Right. You know. Um so <clears throat> back to but I, I say all that to come back to sicko mode and for a guy that came in in what is known as the mumble rap slash soundcloud era where you really don't have to say any words. Like if you just have a fire beat and kind of sound like you're saying a word, then it can be constituted as a song. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, so for a guy that came in in that era, this is a good song. I think I like it. So, right. Like, like my, my one thing with this song, like I said, is the fact of how long it is. You said it's four verses It's about seven minutes long. There's four verses. The 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 version I'm looking at is five minutes and thirteen. I'm sorry, five minutes and fifteen seconds long. Right. So that's kind of average when it comes to a hip hop song. Uh, They're usually around the four and a half five minute mark. Um, But I'm sure there's a longer version. Yeah, I think the video is that long. Might be what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, videos yeah. are normally cinematic anyway, you know, with more and more video right. becoming yeah. more cinematic, you know, and the song is just there to, you know, add some, you know, some uh, ambiance to the video. Um, right. So, uh, now, <clears throat> real quick, before we move on, I do want to uh, say that um, this song won two awards. It won a BET Award for Best Collaboration. And it won the Billboard Music Award for top streaming song in audio. So oh, nice. 
which is funny. Well, I, I think that makes sense because Drake is like the most streamed artist, I think, is what Spotify usually says I, about him. I think him. that's what Spotify says, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, a feature with him on it. And Travis Scott, like I said, he's he's transcended himself to that point where he's so good and above the people in his era. Um, like, if you guys ever watch, like, you should. I know you may not be a big fan of his, but watch his documentary on Netflix. And, like, that man has pure heart. Like, he... Like what he's all this he's gaining he's earned and he like he's so good like to be honest and like his energy all the time like he like hip hop is his life he's not doing it for a paycheck or a fame or anything like that he's doing it because he loves it right right I'm at I'm I'm definitely gonna have to look into it um so the next song we're gonna jump on to is a song that I really never heard which is a surprise to me which is a surprise yeah but then when I actually looked up the song I thought. Wait a second! I have heard this song before. It's it's it, it was on all the pop stations. It was on all the 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 the, uh, the hip hop stations. This was it, my anthem for a while when I was partying. Fetty Wap, Trap Queen. <laughs> um, it's a surprise to me. It's up here. Like, I it's yeah. a good song, but wow, I didn't. I like Diamond. Yeah, really. I mean, and it was released in 2015, so that's yeah. been six years now. Right. Yeah. I, I gotta yeah, be, I gotta be honest with you. I mean. Like, if you dig it, cool. I, I just didn't vibe with it like I, like like normal. Like like with a lot of the like the other seven songs that are on this list, a trap, I vibe with them a little beat. bit better. You know, it's a trap beat, and that's all it is. It was a trap beat, and it hit at the right time. Oh, no, the beats, I mean, the beat's awesome. I mean, I like. That's it. what I'm saying. It's a trap beat. Like, if, that's why it's so good. If, if they actually had like more structured, you know, verses and more, and or and maybe that's the appeal of it. Maybe maybe the appeal of it was the fact that it wasn't a structured hip-hop uh, hip-hop song where it was like your standard 16 to 32 bar setups or whatever oh know? no he his his rhyming scheme is not like polished um he only has like two hits that i know of this is one of them and then uh remy boys is the other one um really the only thing that i even know about fetty wap anymore is that him and arsenal uh tour together every yeah, I know arsenal shouts him out all the time in the battle rap so yeah that's pretty much all i like when Arsenal was saying that I was like, yo, I didn't even know this man was still touring. <laughs> like, it was that bad. Um, it's hey, funny because Fetty Wap has one eye. Have one eye. He, yeah, yeah, he has one, one, one eyeball. Okay. Which is funny because um, I remember like a couple years ago, I was reading a story where he got pulled over for because uh, he was on a motorcycle and he's legally blind in one eye. Well, and like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can drive a motorcycle <laughs> if you only have one eye. Yeah. No. Um, but no, um, at the beginning of like he had a big controversy i think that's what got up some more listens to or not controversy but a conspiracy um at the beginning of his other song i believe it was um let me actually pull up real quick without putting it on the stream you know what song Uh, well i want to listen to this one like the beginning of it um is it a song that got him into some hot water no, um, so his other song, uh, Remy Boys, um, with yeah. his group, the Remy Boys, um, like right when the beat hits, you know how some producers and stuff put like little quiet little like trademarks and stuff where you can faintly hear it and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, so, just Blake or no, like really like quiet, like um, it, it sort of sounds like this, like you can't really hear it, like that low. Um, uh, but like at the beginning of it, it plays the beat and then it goes, um, I thought that was a worshiper. That's how it sounds like. So you have to really listen to it. And when you listen to it and when you turn it up, that stem part alone is saying, I am a devil worshiper. Oh, wow. 
and uh fetty in his video does the covering of the one eye a lot for you uh conspiracy theorists out there you know exactly what that means oh yeah and for those of you that don't go down that YouTube rabbit hole at 4 a.m., um, that's the all-seeing eye, a.k.a. the Illuminati eye or the Freemason eye, whichever one you want to cling on to this time. Yeah. Um... But um, he got that, like, when... Um, I think when Vine did that second that second reboot where they try to come back when Twitter, Twitter bought them, um, that was, like, the big thing that people would post a lot about. They'd be, like, posting, like, jamming out to him, and then that part would play, and they'd do, like, the, oh, crap face, you know, like, oh, uh, we don't vibe with this no more. But, yeah, that, after that, really, this, and, this song and that song literally fell off the map. Don't know what happened to him besides touring with Arsenal. <laughs> uh, who knows, man? Yeah, I, uh... Which I, I mean, saw him an underground artist anyway, though, you know, because there's a lot of artists in that era that's not really like you don't really hear shit from them anymore. I like, mean, like, he's like, from that mo- shit mumble rap era. Shit from like Waka Flocka Flame or something. Waka's doing good stuff still. I haven't heard anything from him though. because he went to get his doctorate. Well, there you go. <laughs> he went to college. He did it for his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Uh, man, it don't look like. Uh, Fetty Wap, good lord. My dude, Fetty Wap's 29 and got six kids. <laughs> I, hey, I guess he's he's having got that platinum status. I mean, that diamond yeah. status. But he's only, <laughs> like, so he's only released one album ever. Yeah. And that was, that was the 2015 Fetty Wap uh, song, or uh, album. Like, his self-titled album. So, yeah. man, this is weird. It is. Like, why? I mean, he's he been felt the map. stuff. Cause he's not his like his appeal's not that good anymore. Like it was cool, but yeah. So I mean, he hasn't done something in almost six years. So yeah, you're going to fall off the map hard if you don't keep on that uh gr- that grind. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Um. Okay. So uh, what? So, Talon, you just now recently remembered you heard it. I used to bop to it all the time. And Chip, what do you think about it? What do you say about it? Uh, I, I will be honest with you I without going and listening to it right this minute I don't know that I know this song <laughs> I don't blame you like this is this is mumble rap 2015 that's that jump of the mumble rap uh, I mean that was almost I was 23 when it came out so I was still partying so I heard it yeah, all the time so this is right around the era where like I went and kind of stopped listening to to hip-hop like current hip-hop and was digging for old stuff that i hadn't heard and going back and being like oh you know uh blah blah artist was hot uh or was an underground artist when i was listening to uh yeah nwa uh let me give them a listen kind of deal um so yeah i probably I don't so, remember uh, another thing. Uh, I understand. Trust me, it's it's a song that got hot for a minute and then f- fell off the map. But I mean, it went diamond, so I guess it hit the right stations. Exactly. But uh, another thing is, um, during this era, um, I can't remember if it was the twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. The um, freshman double XL class he was a part of. 
the best freestyle or the best verse on that um, cipher out of all of them was Little Dicky. <laughs> right? Right. And, I mean, I, I, Little Dicky's my, I love Little Dicky. I know he's a comedic rapper. Like some of his stuff is just goofy, but it is that, that he hits that itch of rap where you don't want to be too serious. You just want to vibe out and everything. So come out. Would you say he's the weird Al Yankovic of hip hop? Yes. Okay. But he doesn't make parody songs. I mean, he makes some, he actually makes some good stuff. Yeah, no, and I, mean, I heard the one, I think professional rapper with Snoop Dogg is one that I've heard. That's a good, if you listen to the album in general, like it's weird, but it's actually really good. And he does point out like some, like he has a song called white crimes and it's crimes that white people do and get away with. And it's just mocking white people doing that crime, like smoking weed in the car and, not, and getting pulled over and nothing happening. Or, you know, just like robbing people and not like how, like he's parodying like white crimes. It's so hilarious. Uh, and it's like, sure little Dicky? yeah, white crime, oh, little Dicky. Yeah. No, no, no. On tw- uh, 2015, um, it was 2015 or 2016. I can't remember. It had to have been 2016. The 2015 freshman class uh, featured Fetty Wap, Dej Loaf, Gold Link, K Camp, OG Mako, Rory, Shy Glizzy, Tink, Vince Staples, and Kid Kid. Who? Exactly. <laughs> I was saying, who? I mean, okay, right, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Wow, you're right. Oh my god, Vince Staples and Vince Staples is the only one I know besides Fetty Wap. Right now, you now, said Tink. is that Tink the Demon who appears on URL? It just let me look up Tink. Well, that's the only Tink I've I've heard of. It doesn't even load his thing. It doesn't even load his thing. Wow, it doesn't load his yeah. page. Uh, and then 2016's nope. freshman class was. Uh, Anderson Pac, 21 He's Savage, Pompano Beach, Kodiak Black, Lil Uzi Vert, uh, Lil Dicky, Dave East, Denzel Curry, The Slinger, G Herbo, and uh, Lil Yachty. So the 2016, I at least know a few from 2016. 2016 was a definitely a step above the 2015. It was. Gee. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll go back and we'll revisit the double uh, XL freshman class uh, as a series here. Right, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if we're just comparing the 2015 <laughs> to 2016, man, there were leaps and bounds above. I mean, Anderson Pock is. I love Anderson Pock. He's so yeah. underrated. Yeah, Anderson I mean, Pock. Yeah. I, I've added a couple of things. Out of, the 26, out of the 2016, the worst one on there is Designer. Yeah. Like other than that, everybody else is at least decently good. Yeah, right. But I would say that it, it, I would I would probably say Anderson Pock is the best. I mean, in my opinion, Ugh, it's hard uh, to say. I mean, Dave East is on there too, right? Little Dicky. I mean, I, I know he ain't that serious, you know, rapper, but he still got some. He still got some verses and stuff, right? Yeah, and then what? What? What year did you say that was? 2016. 2016. Okay, because I because I, I was waiting on a certain name, and then I realized the name that I was looking for was actually on the 2014 one freshman class. Um, Isaiah Rashad from Chattanooga. I didn't know he was from uh, Chattanooga. Yeah. yeah, he's from Chattanooga. Yeah, 
he was in the Ooh. same Ooh. class as Chance the Rapper, Ty Dollar Sign, uh, Rich Homie Quan, uh, Ave, Kevin Gates, Vic Mensa, uh, who Little Bibby, Little Bibby, yeah, Jaron Bennett in August, Alcina, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, man, 2015 was trash. They shouldn't even made one for 2015. Yeah, 2015 right. wasn't bad. But yeah. But now, if you ever, if you if you never heard Isaiah Rashad, go check him out. He's got some pretty good shit. I've got some of his stuff on my Spotify. It is good, man. There's support your hometown. Uh, support your local rapper, ladies and gentlemen. You know, 2012 was. All right, all right. I'm, I'm gonna talk. All right, um, all right. So let's go. Uh, so uh, number six on the list is a song. I guess that is considered rap, or I guess hip hop. Yes. Um, it is uh, Thrift Shop by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis what? featuring uh, one. What? What? Which what? probably to me was one of the <laughs> first like songs that I saw get viral on YouTube back in the day. Yeah. Which I mean, I like it. Like I still every now and then when it comes on, I'm like, okay, just because that nostalgia. I know it's not a great song. It's not that serious, but uh, I mean, it, it was it was a, definitely a good change. This song was the number one. What this song was number one on the Billboard uh, 200 uh, the month that the uh, not the week but the month uh, that my son was born back in 2013. So that's how I know the song. The song came out the year my son was born. So I was like, ah. Oh. So you you always have those songs that you, those hip hop songs that you remember like like really like I was born in 1986. So honestly, the only real song I remember that was like big that I remember back in 1986 was like Rain and Blood by Slayer but that's not hip hop obviously um, but, but yeah it was uh, it was it was this song and Blurred Lines were the top two songs the year my son was born uh, <laughs> yeah can you imagine that <laughs> but anyway um, but nah I, I, I like this song man um, I know it's, it's it's ridiculous it's stupid it's just about Macklemore who is basically talking about keeping it old school in the most <laughs> realistic way possible like every dad joke you can think of it, it could spawn from this song honestly you know and he's like ice on the fringe it's so damn frosty they'd be like damn that's cold ass honky <laughs> like, he's, he got away with saying it cool uh and he was like um rolling in a leather mink except my shoes those are green probably should have washed this it smells like r kelly sheets and then it goes piss but it was 99 cents like like the cheapskate anthem you know that is what it basically turned out to be pretty much i mean it's literally a song about just going through shopping hoping you find something balling right <laughs> but no um i mean after this malcolm moore has just been making hits after his anyways like he's had a really good career especially after his song right but, but really like i've only known him to have like maybe two other hits they had that can't hold us song and then there was that uh same love song like those are the only two songs i remember nah he, you've probably heard him but you don't remember it's him like he's had a lot of hits i may have to, i may yeah. have to go back through his catalog probably think it's like some other white rapper maybe who knows yeah um so what do you think about it uh chip well so this is one of those songs that i forgot that i knew um <laughs> until i listened to it and i was like oh okay uh, and like you said, I mean, it's it's just a it's a song about a dude going thrift store shopping. Uh, so it's like just, it's one of those things that hip hop like there's that little space in hip hop where 
it doesn't have to be all about drugs doesn't have to be about killing doesn't have to be gang stuff nothing like that or you know balling out and i mean i guess that's that little area macklemore and little dicky really shine in right but also i mean but right. you have, let's see but that's on one spectrum of the uh it, it like songs like this they fall right in the middle because you have on the one spectrum of hip-hop songs is about gangs and shooting and killing and iced out bling and cars but then you got those songs that are on the other side of the spectrum that's more activism and you know you got guys like Tyler Quali, most deaf common black thought in the roots you know bands like ti you know? now ti now because he's ventured over into that area joiner lucas joiner lucas yeah. J. cole kendrick yep the yeah. industry is slowly shifting away from that you know type of you know subject matter you know you, you're noticing well, I mean, that a lot of- go ahead go ahead no no i was i was <laughs> oh my fault I, it, it it's kind of like I, I think i sent you guys the the meme like a few weeks ago or whatnot uh and it was like you know i was raised when it comes to hip-hop i was raised by the drug dealer era and the kids now are raised by the drug user era we are not the same right yeah, yeah I, I seen that yeah uh but so back to macklemore though uh do you guys find it funny that he's only released two solo albums no i mean he his he does first album I, I was gonna say his first album was in 2005 and it was the language of the world and then he didn't drop another solo album until 2017 when he dropped gemini Hmm. What about 2016? Does Unruly Mess Up made? That was not a solo album. That was Macklemore featuring Ryan Lewis. Well, so Ryan Lewis is the producer. Well, so they actually list them as uh, different. So The Language of My World and Gemini are solo albums. And then he in 2012, he released with Ryan Lewis the heist and the unruly mess I've made. So they're, they're not counting those as uh, solo albums. Huh? Yep. Well, it's really weird. It. Yeah. Maybe cause he signed to him. And like when he told him he signed to him, he has to put him on there. Like, I don't I, know. I guess so. I don't know. I haven't gone to death on a uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis's history. <laughs> right. Yeah. Either. All right. So, um, so, so far we've at number eight had Travis Scott Sickle Mode with Drake, which we both we all consider it to be a good song, really good song, right? right? Yeah. Um, seven Fetty Wap Trap Queen. I mean, at the moment, at the time, it's you know it was bumping. It was at the beginning of the trap beats mobile era. I thought it was good. You guys forgot about it, which is understandable. Then uh, this one, Macklemore uh, and Ryan Lewis Thrift Shop. Uh, we all remember the video at least, and it was one of those yeah. that grew pretty big uh, at the beginning of YouTube's like big explosion. Um, but we all like we all like bop with it because it's it's one of like that spectrum. Like uh, Talon was saying, is in that part where right in the middle where you don't have it being drugs and killing or you know all political and social and stuff. It's just a fun little song. Right. So number five. We're gonna to jump to it's a song by Drake. Um, it's one of our models here, mottos here on uh, Movement Radio called God's Plan. This is out of all the Drake songs that I've ever heard. This is my favorite Drake song out of all of them. Um, for you know, for for a number of different reasons, um, you know, because you know, 
regardless of what the song is actually talking about you know it it does you know when he talks about you know i feel good sometimes you know like there, there's always there's that vibe with it there's the beat that goes with it um and the chorus is just like there's a lot of bad things that they wishing on me you know basically talking about people who and, and this just might be my interpretation i don't know how you guys interpret it but this is my interpretation of how he'd always say bad things a lot of bad things that they wishing on me basically talking about everyone who doesn't like him doesn't disagree with what he does or maybe he doesn't you know live up to their standards or their you know way or whatever you know but you know at the end of the day you can't really judge what anybody, you can't really you know help what anybody else has to say you know it's just you just gotta throw your hands up and say you know this is god's plan you know if you're gonna be mad at anybody be mad at god this is his idea you, you know what i mean so um but i do vibe with this song you know i, I was matter of fact i was listening to it um earlier today as a matter of fact and my, if you if you go to my Facebook page and you click on uh, my Facebook page, you'll see my uh, my background header actually says God's plan, you know, and anytime we're having discussions, whether it's us and this is on like a personal level, like if any time, you know, one of us is, you know, down, we always like, hey, God's plan, you know, don't worry about it, you know, and that's helped me out tremendously, you know what I mean? So um, have you, Chip, uh, I, I don't know if you've actually listen to the whole song through how do you feel about it uh i mean i like the song uh i I find a lot of it kind of funny um i mean so the the meaning behind it is a great meaning but when you actually dig into the lyrics some of the lyrics you're like really like how does this go like the starting of verse two where he's like she says, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my, my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. You know, like, yeah, I, right. I think that's funny because, I mean, you're basically telling this chick, no, nah, bitch, I don't love you. <laughs> I just love what you do. <laughs> right, right. No, no, in that context, and I'm pretty sure what he said is that he's like the only two things that he's been able to depend on is his mom and his bed. Right. That's what that comes doesn't from. He have a, but doesn't he have a kid named Mabed? Like I always, like I always heard the rumor that Mabed was an, was an Arabic name that uh, his son was named. Um, that I don't know. No, it's Adonis. Oh, his son's name was Adonis. Yeah. I wonder why. The, I wonder why he. Okay. <laughs> and then someone gave me some misinformation. Damn you! Uh, I must say, uh, did you not hear that diss song by? Uh, Pusha T, where he talks about Adonis. Man, hey, I ain't heard shit. Pusha T, he's grinding though. No, but Pusha T body Drake in that that diss song. What is so weird though is how did Drake beat Meek Mill, who is a battle rapper, right? To Pusha T, who is a sort of drug rapper. Like, I don't get that. Well, I mean, but I mean, I mean, clips, you know, good for a while. They had two songs I can remember. Both, but I mean, both with Neptune's all right. What was both of them with Neptune's? Um, there was grinding and then uh, wimp wimp with uh, Slim Thug the Boss. Oh, wait, what, wait, wait, what about what happened to that boy with Birdman? What now? You never heard that song, but it was uh, it's like, what happened to that boy? You get with chocolate, you see her in trap, trap, you put a clap into that boy, something like that. I have to, I have to go back, I'll send you a link. Uh, no. matter of fact, I'm <laughs> right now. 
now you just had to I mean because i mean and then they had that one song hot damn uh from the uh their second album or something like that and then they did one uh uh the last time the last time i think is another song that they had uh clips did i literally only know those two songs they've made that's I'm, about it i'll send you i'll send you some links i mean i'll just look them on the spotify yeah spotify that shit <laughs> but um so moving on uh so we all we all like god's plan we think it's a good song yeah. um talon that's his motto in life right now is god's Absolutely. plan Absolutely. Uh, we usually hear it a lot in uh movement radio behind the scenes because you know we do leave it in god's hand you know he knows what we're gonna do we can't really stress on stuff just kind of keep grinding exactly we really can't yep keep grinding keep grinding put it in god's hand but number four um is see you again by Wiz Khalifa featuring uh charlie pooth i think i can't remember how to pronounce his last name but i know it's I, weird. Think it's, huh? i think you said it right pooth yeah Pooth, yeah. yeah i think so but um this song probably is up here so high because you know it's the it's a song of paul walker's passing and uh fast and the furious uh, made a bunch of grown men cry in the theaters and i laughed at them hey so fuck it, hell <laughs> i didn't cry in the theaters but i damn sure cried in my living room Hey, uh, I, cried. I, don't, I don't give a fuck, man. I cried, especially that last thing when they driving off and then they hit that fork and they split off. He's like, "We ain't got no more, man." Like, man, like it. I look over at Amy and Amy's got a fucking puddle in, in her lap, and I'm just like, "Oh shit, this is good. This is some bullshit, right? This is too much for a Thursday. I can't do this shit." Bunch of grown man crying over another grown man like that. No, I can't say that. Like, and my my heart was heavy. I just didn't cry because I mean, to be honest, I didn't really, vibe, I didn't really like. To me, my favorite movie with Paul Walker in it is actually Running Scared, which my, a lot of people don't That's know about. That's a really good movie. That's a good I love movie. that movie. Uh, like the Fast and Furious movies are good, but I mean, they're they're super cheesy, predictable action movies. So I was like, oh okay. Um, and then that, where was that one he did? Was RZA the uh, block or something like that? I can't remember what the name of that one was. Brick, uh, like that Brick Mansions. Brick Mansions. That right there. Those are like the movies like he should be remembered for. And did he do Blue Crush? Was that him? Yeah, he did Blue Crush with Jessica Alba. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. He did. I remember him from, obviously, I mean, I have the Fast and Furious movies. I remember a minute, but I was like, he's. I mean, he's only the main and number one and two and other. That is, he was, he was also in, he was also in Can't Hardly Wait, I think. Who Paul yeah. Walker? Or, or or is that another? T- or is it Var- no? Heath Ledger? Uh, uh, no, Heath Ledger was in something else. I'm sorry. Ten Things he, I Hate About yeah, You. Heath Ledger was in uh, Ten Things I Hate About You with uh, Julia Stiles. Number. Uh, what do you mean? Can't Rom-coms. Wait. Uh, <laughs> I do love rom-coms. There's actually a hard uh, genre to write for. Uh, yep. but no, can't hardly wait. Is Jennifer Love Hewitt, Seth Green, um, Jason Segel, uh, Donald Faison, Selma Blair. Um, he was in. Have I can't remember what one, which one he was in. Uh, what, what, like Varsity Blues. Um, Paul Walker was. Yeah, he was in Varsity Blues. He yeah. played Vance Harbor. Oh, you're talking about she's all that. She's all that. Yeah, that's the one. That's why I said Freddie Prince Finger because that's the one I remembered. But yeah, he's in that I one. Knew he was, I knew, he, I knew he played the asshole, you know, douchebag in one of those movies. I just couldn't remember which one. He's in Varsity Blues. You're right. Came, they both came out the exact same year. Wow. Yeah. He was also in the movie The Skulls. Y'all remember that movie? That was alright. Uh, yeah. About the skulls, about the Skull and Bone Society. Josh Jacobs yep. was in it. Yeah. 
Josh um, Jacobs from uh, Dawson's Creek. Yep. Yep. And then uh, the the, uh, the one, uh, the Lazarus Project. You guys ever heard of that movie? Yeah, that was a weird one. That was very weird. Yes, it was. Hey, it wasn't as weird as fucking uh, Heath Ledger's very last movie, The Imaginarium of Dr. Oh, Parnassus. Yeah. I one I actually liked a lot, though. Oh, I liked it, but that some bitch was weird. Oh, it was. I digress. Probably the, yeah, saddest, probably the saddest movie that I've seen him in was a movie called Hours. Have you ever heard? You guys ever heard of that movie? Yep. Who? Who was in? Paul Walker. Hours. 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 Yeah. I don't think I know. He had H O U R S. Yeah, like like hour, like time. Yeah, yep. basically it was about his uh, his his daughter was on a ventilator and he had to keep oh, yep. and this was when uh, a hurricane came in and destroyed the hospital and stuff like that and yep. I mean, it, tur- it turns out good in the end I'm not gonna you know I'm Spoilers. not spoil anything but yeah I mean it turns I mean, out you know, a movie that's like almost ten years old yeah but I'm mean, in 2013 yeah it's still good <laughs> I said almost shit yeah. <laughs> you, can still watch, you know enjoy it and you know it's no it's a good it's a really good movie I remember it now yeah uh, another one that I like with him is Joyride with uh, him and Steven Zahn Yes, where they uh they uh get they're driving across country and they make uh a prank on a truck driver, and the truck driver goes insane and tries to kill them and everything like that. It's really cheesy, but it's actually really good at the same time. Right. Um, and yeah. also like they made a bunch of sequels yeah. to that that he wasn't in. That were but... trash. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that okay. So as good as this song was. Um, I think kind of what made it as big as it became was the fact that uh, it was in the, the Furious 7 movie and it was dedicated to Paul Walker who had passed away uh, due to a fiery car accident. Right. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh it's really good like an actual just memorial song in general but the fact that it was the paul walker memorial song at the end of the movie everybody knew it oh yeah yeah and um and the fact that you had wiz khalifa who was known for doing like you know the song black and yellow and you know you know taylor gang and all this you know all this like real crazy shit and to hear him more on like a serious song you know almost you know um and charlie um I want Puth. Is that how it's pronounced? Puth. Yeah, Puth. Yeah. Um, you know, like he, you know, I didn't, I mean, I've never even heard, like, I, I think he was on a song. Oh, God, I want to say it was with, well, uh, Ritz. The thing with him, um, yeah. the thing with Charlie Puth apparently is that he has like pitch perfect sound, like that cap- that ability where like he knows every pitch and can hit every pitch. Okay. So, he, you know, he can sing. <laughs> right. You know, but yeah, I mean, this song was, you know, I think if you heard, I think this song was one of those songs. Yeah, I mean, it was dedicated to Paul Walker. But then every memoriam that is taking place, it's almost like it's like, we got to play this song. You know, this it would be, it's, it's almost like it's now become like an anthem for those that we've lost along the way, you know. And regardless oh. of who, whoever you are, you listen to this song. And let's be honest, when you listen to this song and you start really listening to the lyrics and, the you know, the way it's sung and things like that, you really don't think of Paul Walker. I mean, you know that this is the song that that's dedicated to him because of the movie and blah blah blah. 
but then you sit there and you think man nah like when you think of this song you don't think of that incident like you know you know i mean but if you, you know, just listen to just the like, chorus it really is the perfect memorial song because he said it the, the chorus it goes uh it's been a long day without you my friend i'll tell you all about it when i see you again we've yeah. come a long way from where we began oh i'll tell you about it when i see you again right like i mean that's just it because that's whenever anybody that you are close to passes away like you're the only thing on your mind when it comes to them is man i can't wait to see them again you know uh in yeah. the afterlife uh if if that's what you believe i'm uh, i i digress I, i'm sorry uh, i don't want to put that on people who don't believe in that right oh uh, right but, but, uh, but i i do and so like the closest person to me that has ever passed away is my mom right. and there's not a day that goes by that i don't like wonder what she's doing uh and like i don't want to die today obviously but if i did it's it's going to be really cool to just sit down with my mom and talk about all the shit that i've done since she's been gone right exactly but i mean that's all true but if you see the video it's definitely all hinting at it being a paul walker memorial song oh yeah right and like one of the like near the end of song um it says how can we not talk about family when family's all we got everything i went through you were standing there by my side and now you gone be with me for the last ride so let the light guide your way yeah hold every moment as you go and every road you take will always lead you home like that's literally how that movie ended pretty much like essentially that was like yeah but no like that that is a true like I can't really think of any other song that I could think of being that good of a memorial song, to be honest. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's there's one song that uh, Ed Sheeran did, and it, it was literally a memorial to his mom uh, who passed away. Uh, if you haven't heard it, and I know we're talking hip-hop, but Ed Sheeran does a lot with hip-hop artists, um, but it's called... Um, supermarket um something hold on <laughs> oh oh my back oh, I get stiff I'm old like you guys yeah, yeah yeah hey my back don't hurt I'm not stiff so don't don't that's lie all on you don't lie I'm good <laughs> I'm good I'm, I'm limber I don't know what y'all talking about limber I'm limber now <laughs> you lying shit you, you lumber you lose 23 pounds and you'll end up being limber too shit shit oh it's, by, the, hey, by the way while, while Chip's looking that up shout out to our good buddy Sean Thompson over there at Thompson Personal Training uh, thanks to my good buddy Sean I'm down 23 pounds you know, in the best cardiovascular shape that I've been in in a very, very long time. And he's helped out so many great people here in the Chattanooga area. And if you want to uh, take advantage of this, of this offer that he's given you for one month free, all you got to do is sign up for three months. And you get the fourth month absolutely free as long as you said that Movement Radio was the ones that sent you. Check him out on Facebook at Sean Thompson or check him out at, at Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. You can see what it's all about. Now, back to the list. It's called Supermarket Flowers by Ed Sheeran. If you have not heard that, I I kid you not, I was in my office cleaning, 
and I just had like I was listening to Ed Sheeran radio and uh, this song came on and I literally broke down in tears like and I had I doesn't bother me to say that literally broke down in tears Damn. this uh, it hit me and it hit me hard um, so I definitely would recommend like go check this out right all right so um number three on the list um one two and three are all by the same artist so we'll go right into it with number three um it's Louvre yourself by eminem the uh song the anthem song for eight mile everybody knows it everybody knows about mom spaghetti <laughs> um you know but no it's it's one of those like everybody knows this song it hits everybody in a different way because it all gives us that motivation for to do what we want to do or whatever it is we need to get through it's just one of those good songs no matter what absolutely um it's definitely on my playlist like normally like when i'm when i go to the gym to work out um you know whether i'm working out with sean or if i'm going to you know a gym by myself to work out um you know normally when i'm by myself in the gym i normally have my own you know playlist i got and most of my mostly what i listen to is a lot of heavy 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 shit you know like i'm listening to bands like suicide silence white chapel um you know slipknot devil driver you know bands like that um but every now and again i will slip some hip-hop in there you know like i'll slip in a tech nine or i'll slip in a boondocks or something like that with well, this particular song is always on that playlist with you know lose yourself it's 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 one of those songs where I mean, he straight up says it at the beginning where it's like, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted for one moment, would you capture it or let it slip? Immediately, people understand that. People feel that. People know that feeling of, you know, like, shit, this just may be my only chance. Fuck it. Let's go. I'm ready to do this, you know? And it's it's really become, yeah, it was an anthem for the 8 Mile uh, soundtrack, and it was a staple of, you know, at the time the detroit area where you know he basically established himself but it's one of those songs where you can be in just the biggest funk and then you you hear it and it's like fuck yeah let's go let's do this shit you know it, it gives you that motivation to want to get the fuck up and and put in that work you know yeah i mean most definitely the the, the chorus in itself is just a reminder like you know, it says you better lose yourself in the music the moment you own it. You better never let it go. You only got one shot. Do not miss your chance to let it blow. This opportunity only comes once in a lifetime. Like it, that, I mean, you could take the word music out of that first line and insert anything, right? Like, you know, if, if you're an artist, you, you lose yourself, uh, in in the drawing uh if you're going to make a movie you know you lose yourself in the movie uh, in the movie or whatever like you literally that one word is interchangeable with a dozen you know of other art forms uh and it just so happens that for him it was music you know we could literally take that and say you know lose yourself in the podcast because that's what we're doing that's what we're trying to make and everything uh so definitely this is one of those songs where you know you put it on and you're instantly like pumped and you're like all right let's go we're, we're we've got to do this right now exactly oh yeah for sure like i said this like this is everybody a different way but we all it's like 
is leading towards the same goal and that's the next step in success or just accomplishing a, a small goal big goal whatever it is or just gets you through a hard time something you know sometimes you doubt yourself but don't you know like this is your one shot that's literally all he's saying it's like stop doubting yourself and just go in on it exactly a little bit of cool trivia about this in 2004 this song was named one of the three hip-hop songs in the 21st century to be included in rolling stone's list of the top 500 greatest songs of all time and it was ranked at 166. And like, in Rolling Stone, I'm sorry, it, yeah. And later on that year, Rolling Stone also uh, had it on its list of the top 50 greatest hip hop songs of all time. And I think it ranked in at like 24 or something. Yeah, it, 24. It, it just like it just goes and it, it transcends genres and like is is one of those better motivational songs out there period for anybody um you know take your chance you only fail if you let yourself fail pretty much yeah exactly the the only true failure is not taking that chance right yeah exactly and and another one another cool little piece of trivia about this song according to the guinness book of world records lose yourself became the longest running single at number one for a hip-hop song at 23 weeks with over six million copies sold within that 23 weeks wow yeah it's it's the the only two songs that were better were the other two songs that we're fixing to talk about on this list so let's move on to number two uh number two is not afraid by eminem um i personally don't really care about this song this is when i started falling out of eminem because he started turning more pop to me in general uh but the meaning behind it i i can get behind um you know take a stand for whatever you believe in be true to yourself you know it i mean to be honest lose yourself and not afraid are same same but different you know what i mean right i mean for me i was not like i like this was off the album uh re was it relapse or recovery that this album was uh, recovery okay yeah honestly like i like the song but there were so many other songs on this particular record that i enjoyed more than recovery you know um no love with little wayne i enjoyed it more uh won't back down by pink i enjoyed it more uh spacebound i enjoyed that more cinderella man i enjoyed it more 25 the life i enjoyed it more like there's so many other songs that was on that record that I enjoyed more than this song. Not to say that it's a bad song by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, it might in fact be one of his stronger songs that, you know, relates to more people. But to me, it sounded a little bit more like a retread of what Lose Yourself was to me. Yeah, (laughs) I I can get that. Um, Definitely. Uh, Now, I'm, I'm probably, of the three of us, I'm probably the biggest uh Eminem fan there is I uh I would rank him if if we were doing ranking he's he's probably top five greatest hip-hop artists uh you put him at number one for yourself you know yeah, that. you put him at number one that's fine yeah that's the thing I can't say he is number one all time I I definitely would say he's the the greatest hip-hop artist alive there and there's a difference in that because there are some really really good hip-hop artists that are no longer with us but 
that's my opinion uh and probably the opinion of like hundreds of millions of other people but i digress um this this is uh i would say this song is the exact same as lose yourself in a different way um this was the song that he made after like getting clean like he he was real heavy into drugs and everything and this was basically him saying hey if i can do it you can do it you know um so the chorus is you know i'm not afraid to take a stand everybody come take my hand we'll walk this road together through the storm whatever weather cold or warm just letting you know that you're not alone holler if you feel like you've been down the same road like and it's basically him saying hey i'm with you i've been down that road of drugs and alcohol and all that and i got clean so you can too come on let's do it right uh so and it's a great inspirational message to, to people who who are struggling you know um you know and maybe I guess it didn't vibe with, I guess at that point, like, I mean, it, I, I, like, I think it's got a great message to it. I guess it didn't hit me in, in the way that it did because, you know, thank God I never got on anything hard, you know, any, any bad, you know, drugs or anything like that. Um, you know, so maybe I did, maybe it didn't hit me as hard as it would somebody who is going through, you know, alcoholism or, you know, a bad drug addiction, you know, so maybe this song is more of a benefit to them to say, Hey, I'm with you. Let's go. You know, I got your back, you know, um, you know, so I mean, and even in that sense, you know, you know, the chorus, like what you talked about, you know, if if someone hears that and they are struggling, they can hear that and they can say, yeah, he can do it. I can do it, too. And then that gives them extra motivation to want to continue to try harder and to do better. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's, it's not one of like, I, I like what the song is, like what the message is and everything. But it's like I said, it's when I started falling out with Eminem. Um, it, it is not like I don't know. I just changed how I listen to music at this point, and to me, it wasn't hitting me like it should have been. Like just like how you said, um, I don't know. It's like this one and the the next song we're about to get to i really the next song i really don't like at all um but this one is like i'm like oh it's like it's eminem so i listened to it and i was like it's good but it didn't hit me like i was like oh this is eminem uh like you know i like i expected something more like higher or like better or something like that um but like i said i do like the message what it actually is um it's not that it's not a bad song i just didn't like it personally that much all right um, and that, that's good uh, yeah i mean i mean I, I still put mm and if not my top five in my top 10 of all time still I, I he'd probably be in my top five so i mean i do respect the man and a lot of his music in general uh but the change here i was just like ah like i was not vibing with it that's all it was is i wasn't vibing with it at the time um, but his next song, number one on the list, "Love the Way You Lie" featuring Rihanna. I really don't like the song at all. At all, it's so pop. Like it's way past what Eminem ever is or was. 
I am so disappointed in you. Like, you God. seriously don't, so you don't like it just because it's a pop song? Or I don't like it because it's a pop song? I don't know. It's not even that. I mean, I, I listen to pop music like everybody else does, but like, I'm like, man, Eminem really on this end, like, uh. Okay, okay. Cause so, so you don't mind that it's a pop song. You mind that it's Eminem doing a pop song? Yeah. So, because you're so used to, you know, oh, this isn't this isn't the same Eminem, Eminem that killed Kim. You know, <laughs> like, you know. It's not even that. It's like I just don't like. To me, like I would never see Eminem doing these, like uh, doing that genre at all. Like, like I was ready for the the, the hip hop, for the rap, the, the gutter, even like just the joking stuff, like he used to do, like all that stuff. It's fine, but like I was like, man, he went far on this one. But but he went deep on this one though. Like I mean, the story of it was you know basically about you're in a fucked up relationship, you know, and who amongst us has not been involved in a fucked up relationship? I mean, he's always done songs like that, though, and they all were, like, I listened to them all. I liked them all, but when he did this one, I was just like, oof. But, 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 but see, but I think having Rihanna on it, and I think having, because it was such a deeper song, you know, and it's a song that more people could mean, I mean, because really all Eminem's old shit was just about him killing his baby mama, you know, and shit like that, but here it's more emotional you know what i'm saying like i mean i think most of the shit that he did before about killing his baby mama was due for like shock value and shit like that this one is actually more like in depth looking to his psyche you know as far as like the shit that he was thinking about maybe in the in the midst of the arguments in the midst of the drama you know what i mean so chip what's a you bo um yeah so what what's ironic about this is this was the perfect pairing for this song, right? Uh, I, I think this is literally Eminem and Rihanna talking about their uh, past relationship hiccups. Uh, yep. Eminem with Kim and Rihanna with Chris Brown. Although Rihanna didn't write the uh, the chorus, um, Skylar Gray wrote the chorus to this song, and Eminem pitched rihanna to sing it uh, now the funny thing about this is there's actually a second version of this song did you guys know that yes, but i can't remember what it like what the difference is in it but i remember it, there is a version so uh, there's a, another version it's called love the way you lie part two and it's the complete opposite uh it's rihanna doing the verses and Eminem doing the chorus. So it's all from Rihanna's point of view or, or the, the female's point of view um, with Eminem doing the chorus. That's crazy. I'm going to have to find that and listen to it. It's all the same album, isn't it? No, it is not. It was actually on... Uh, it's it's on Rihanna's album, Loud. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. I remember they, they did that collab and I guess that's what it was. I thought they were both on the same album. That's mm -hmm. what it was. No. Um, so I do like this song. Um, I like you, Roger. I, I definitely wouldn't, this is definitely a pop song. It's pop 100%. Um, so for, for this to be on the like Derman diamond certified hip hop songs, I, I don't 
truly agree with that because I, I think the only reason it is is because it was Eminem and he's a hip hop artist. Even though this song is, you know, straight down the line, this is a pop song. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That's that's. I mean, it's on there. Uh, but I mean, Eminem will always be a hip hop rap artist, no matter what. So they. Oh yeah. He's the one who made the song, so that's where the category fits into. I mean, he does rap in it, but I mean, rap at this point can blur pop and hip-hop so right well but hip-hop's one of those genres that like what we talked about earlier in the podcast like hip-hop is one of those genres that can literally blur into any genre you know it can it can blur over into pop but it can also blur over into hip-hop and metal it can also blur over into even country music like with the whole thing with nelly and tim mcgraw it can fuck i mean you could probably get an old classic like beethoven or fucking you know box song yeah. And they have remixed it. Yeah, that's what, but that's what I'm saying, though. You know, so and like to be honest, traditional like, rap song. You know, and to be honest with you guys, this whole episode that Tim McGraw and Nelly songs being in my head, just playing over and over again. <laughs> you think about it, yeah. and over again, <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> oh damn it! But I think I think my biggest issue with this song is that my favorite relationship song by Eminem is crazy in love and i heard this song i'm like oh we're going to go like i was like oh that's such a big step down because his like the way he describes his relationship in crazy in love like i can picture that one a lot more right i guess and then this song like like i think it's like it's probably a good song if it was anybody else i think it'd be a great song but since it was Eminem and doing a relationship song and just describing the relationship and how he goes through and everything I, it just did not like sit with me well after everything he's talked about with all, all the other songs he's done about his relationship and all the other ways he's described it where that it's like super hateful or when he does talk about the parts that were good and everything like that and then he just does this song I'm like eh well, well, let me, well let me ask you a question real quick let's just say just for the sake of argument because we're already on this journey let's just keep going down the rabbit hole um, if Eminem did put out an album or did put out a song like Kim, like you know the other out like just the two of us, like the like the albums, you know the songs that about you know, like violently killing and beating the shit out of his baby mama and all that kind of shit, and put that song out. Would it get as much love and as not and, and would he get the backlash that he got from this song? Because even this song, even in its core, is a basically it's basically about domestic violence in some in some way or another. Oh, no, it's definitely about domestic violence. Yeah, but that's, that's, but that's, that's exactly what it is. If, if, I mean, if, if gone back and done that, I mean, do you think? Do you not think that it would get as much blowback, if not more so? Uh, in today's day and well, today, I say today's well, day and age. I mean, whenever I think 2010 was when this album came out. So, well, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a single in a video, so it wouldn't have been put on mainstream, so nobody would have cared. Right. I mean, it, this is definitely about. They may have done it. Domestic violence. It, just think of the last, the the, the last three uh, lines of the third verse, where he says, uh, "I'm tired of the games. I know I want her back. I know I'm a liar. If she ever tries to fucking leave again, I'm a tired to the fire. I mean, that's domestic violence in its best, right there. Like he's talking about burning this bitch alive like i really let this bitch go i need you 
I mean, in the second verse, I mean, he says, uh, uh, got that warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah, them chills. Used to get them. Now you're getting sick of looking at them. You swore you've never hit them. Never do nothing to hurt them. Now you're in each other's face, spewing venom in your words when you spit them. You push, pull each other's hair, scratch, claw, bite them, throw them down, pin them. So lost in the moments when you're in them. Like, <laughs> my, my favorite line in this whole song is from the second verse where he says uh, you don't get another chance life is no nintendo game but you lied again now you get to watch your leave out the window that guess that's why they call it window pane yeah <laughs> right so like he still puts in his spin to it but it's is a fact that it was so poppy and it wasn't like i think he like the way he wrote it it was it was a little watered down i think it was like he knew it wouldn't get as much views or plays if it was like his old style so he sort of changed it just to so he could make the hits but like i want him to have that truthful like guttural relationship talk kind of thing that he was doing but but right but think about this though and again i'm not i mean great if you guys don't like the song cool i I like the song here's my thing oh i didn't say i didn't like the song i'm just saying that you know it's it's weird that it's classified as a hip-hop song hip-hop song sorry i was in the middle of burping uh, <laughs> it's classified as a hip-hop song only because the artist who done it is a hip-hop artist right where the song is like straight down the line 100 like completely factual it's a pop song right that's it's the only thing like we're, we're talking about diamond certified hip-hop songs and this is the number one even though it's not i guess technically it's a hip-hop song but you nobody on god's green earth would truly classify this as a hip-hop song right but my my, 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 what i was saying is that in the year 2021 with all the political correctness and all the pc bullshit and everybody being up in their fucking feelings and being all extra sensitive and shit if roger if Eminem put out the albums that we know, like the fucking Slim Shady LP and the first Marshall Mathers LP, if those albums came out in today's world, holy shit, they, I, wouldn't, I, they wouldn't even get past sound scan. You know? Oh no, oh no, they would. And because I mean, you say that, but just a couple years ago, we had Tyler the Creator with Goblin and, and Bastard. I mean, yeah, but how many people Pops, actually Pops is old stuff? I mean, let's be real, Tech Nine's old stuff. Those stuff hit. Those people got mainstream listens because of what they because of what they were doing. It was that different. It was that shock value kind of stuff. That stuff people do want. But like if people that, want. But if okay, huh? okay. Well, if that's the case, then how come horror horrorcore music hasn't b- been brought up to the major forefront in that case? Because you not all good. cherry picks. <laughs> say what now? Because they're not all that good. There's, there's. I could probably think of, like no more than a handful of artists that are classified as hardcore that are decent yeah i mean just like the thing is you like that genre and that's cool but you gotta be real is it is it that good like i mean we all listen to trash and sometimes we gotta admit when it's trash but but think about but you gotta look at me but but in what sense of the word are we saying it's trash are we talking about the beats are we talking about the wordplay are we talking about the scheming like what exactly in what terms are we talking about I mean, it depends on the artists and how they do their things. I mean, some artists have terrible beats, and but they have good lyrics. But I'm not. I mean, if it doesn't mesh well, look at Silk the Shocker. Had good beats and horrible lyrics. 
Yeah. 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 Silk, that silk was bad. <laughs> yeah. Silk the truck was trash. How are you going to be Masterpiece brother and can't rap? No, Murder C was his brother. Uh, I, it was, it was, it was Lord, Yeah. I, both I didn't know it was his brother. That, that's on me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, like, it, it, like, like I like Rip Raff. I know Rip Raff is trash. But I like him. <laughs> I know it's trash like I, I but it's just that it sometimes hit that spot where you know you're like you got to listen to something that's bad but you still vibe out to it I yeah, mean, that's what i mean like see like i'm a big fan of tech i'm a big fan of tech nine you know what i'm saying love tech nine even going all the way back to the killer album like i was when i first heard tech and i've been a fan of tech ever since but through tech right. i've actually listened to guys like chris calico and kurt calhoun guys like that more you know midwest you know artists which that led me down of course you know I do still listen to Insane Clown Posse, but uh, but but that led me into listening to Twisted. That led me into listening to Blaze Your Dead Homie, which led to ABK, which led to Boondocks. And Boondocks is one of my favorite underground artists right now, you know. Um, which he just dropped a brand new album, uh, Crimson King, just, just a little while ago. He's got one good song on it uh, called Reimagine. If you guys want to check it out, I'll send you a link. It's a pretty good song, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about like like what def- what's defined in today's you know world as pop or whatever i think honestly i mean if he's if he's a hip-hop artist and the other day will classify it as a hip-hop artist is it more of a pop song because rihanna is on it it's okay weird is the, i mean it was a pop song. instead of rihanna if skylar gray was on it instead of rihanna would we ha- would we have a difference of opinion about it no because she's no. a pop artist yeah she's a pop writer and singer it was literally written by a pop artist for the most part. I mean, the verse, the, the chorus was uh, verses obviously weren't, but he he knew it was going to be a poppy song. He wasn't afraid to you know do that risk. I mean, it worked out for him, and I mean, he got him more fans. Obviously, there's a lot of people that at 2010, a lot of the kids didn't know who he was at that point because I mean, they didn't know they weren't allowed to listen to Eminem, Eminem. But then this song comes out, and You're not listening to that filth, Timmy. You're not listening to that uh, Slim Shady feller, uh, but no, like, <laughs> I mean, like I said, like, I personally, I don't like it because of, like, it was so poppy. It's not what I expect from Eminem. It's not one of, like, his relationship, relationship songs from back in the day were more, more vicious, true, but they were more honest and you could picture it a lot better. Like, this song is just, is a soft version of what he can actually do. And that's probably, like, my main reason because I'm, I'm disappointed in what it is instead of what it should be. So you're more disappointed in the fact that he didn't just rip somebody an asshole as opposed to it being more mainstream and more melodic than what it became. I mean, a lot of his old vicious songs were able to be mainstream. I mean, you really think Kim would have been mainstream? I mean, it wouldn't be able to be played because of everything he says it like the thing is he had to water it down and that's the main thing he had to water it down because you know he was going to say more things it was going to be more it was going to be stronger than everything but he wanted that radio play for it but that's smart though i know but i'm saying like he he watered down who he, he was for this song for the popularity okay you for heard it here ladies and gentlemen roger sierra has said eminem sold out on this song, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, Chip probably would say the same. He did sell out I, for this song. I could definitely say he sold out for this song. 
and I like the song. I think it's a really good song. Uh, I mean, it's definitely, I've been, <laughs> I've been in shitty relationships. Uh, I, hey, well, Chip, hey, Chip, what the fuck is this? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, we'll fill you in on why that's funny in a minute, Roger. I, you know, I was always taught, uh, you know, you, you don't hit uh, women or no matter, no matter what you don't. And I would uh, come home with like scratches on my neck and back and not from having sex. Like, you know, uh, sure. no, like legit. And uh, my mom would ask, you know, what the hell happened? You tell. And then I tell my mom and finally my mom said, all right, look. I know I told you, you know, you, you never hit a woman. She said, but I'm going to tell you now, she does that shit to you again. I want you to take the, the palm of your hand and place it right across the side of her face. And I bet she don't never do it again. We never got to that point. You never got to that Kim point. Uh, uh-uh. no. Cause I just finally was like, bitch, you got to go. <laughs> I mean, that's one way. Right. To, that's one way to do it, you know. But I mean, that's. I mean, we, you know, everybody's been in some shitty relationships. Some more abusive than others, but uh, you know, whether it be mental or physical, abuse is abuse, one hundred percent. And exactly. we've all been there. And and people out there, women can abuse men. Don't get that messed up. Men do go through some crappy relationships. Like they do get mentally, physically abused. Men can be sexually abused. I know. Ooh, kind of weird to say that, but stuff like that does happen. It's the real world, and men do it to women too. It's messed up on both ends. It's not something you should be proud of. It's not something you should brag about or ever hold as an honest title or anything like that. I mean, if you're a toxic person, you're toxic. You got to change yourself. Hundred percent. Exactly. I mean, I mean, Chip knows. I mean, I was in a fucked up relationship for um for a while and uh this bitch bro uh, you was in you was in uh, not only was it a fucked up relationship but this bitch put a hit out on you on my space okay wait what <laughs> oh what? yeah we, hey we will fill you in uh off yeah, podcast. That's, story that's for not a podcast. <laughs> yeah but like yeah. if you want to know about the story and hear about it go to patreon.com slash movement <laughs> That's I different. mean, we could do that for real, though. Yeah, <laughs> definitely some Patreon shit right there. But yes, this right here is our first Patreon episode, and thank you for everyone who has subscribed to us. Um, we hope we're you know make you guys proud still. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. You guys are making this possible. Um, every little bit helps, no matter what. Uh, and for more stuff like this, we will be doing more hip hop stuff. Um, we, we did feel like since we are all really passionate about um, the rap culture, hip-hop culture in general, that this was perfect for um, Patreon. And this episode right here, obviously, you can tell once we really started getting into songs we liked or didn't like, I guess you could say. Uh, right. The conversation got a little more in-depth. Um, there will be more like this. We'll be looking more at, um, I think either the next one um we haven't really decided if there's a we may put a poll out uh for everybody listening to this but we do have a uh what is it the top um certified hip-hop uh diamond albums Um, yeah albums albums yes 
Um, then we have the No Limit Records versus Cash Money Records, which that one's going to be really good too. That was going to be great. Uh, then we also have uh, just like us doing a reaction slash review to old battle rap um, events, watching them one more time and probably some things may have been different from when it was before when we first watched those events maybe we've changed like our thoughts or maybe we actually listen a bit more uh that's one there's yep, top uh, feud slash beefs <laughs> um whew. and there was another one uh the other one was re- revisiting each year of the double uh, xl freshman class and we saw the 2015 was trash so <laughs> right uh, but yeah, um, that one. Freshman XL actually started in 2007, so there's been 13 classes now. Um, I really want to see what year had the strongest. I mean, 20, 2007 was a really strong one for back then. Um, rap was changing into more of a. Uh, at this point, they were tur- turning it more into that pop blending genre because a lot more rap was getting played on radio and mostly a bunch of but mostly it was a chorus with a b and the verses were not really that strong right exactly yeah i got i mean i got the whole thing pulled up real quick if y'all just want to go over 2007 or if y'all uh, no 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 no, we'll no, save no. that for the next episode. Okay, yeah. we'll save for the next uh, episode. But, uh, we will put up a poll because it is a Patreon um, segment. Um, you guys actually do get to control that stuff. Um, you you uh, subscribe to us. You support us. We obviously will give you guys um, a voice to speak, as we could say, um, and you know, share it, and tell your friends about it, do what you can. Um, and we will still be doing our stuff on normal on Anchor, Spotify, all the other stuff too. But this right here, we just felt is something that's too good to just be given out to people. Exactly. Exactly. One hundred percent. That's that's how we do. We we want to give back to the ones that give back to us. Exactly. So. Yeah. God's plan, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. And don't forget to. Uh, don't not don't be afraid you know you can lose yourself here and there you know in the moment when you want it yeah but uh <laughs> all right we can go over this over and over again but you know it's time to uh i guess this is it um thank you for joining us for the first episode of battle topics um i hope you appreciate it and we really will hopefully soon get in more stuff that you guys want to listen to but mainly you know leave a comment review whatever you know tell us what you really think um tell us whether you hate us or not why do you hate us if you love us um thank you why do you love us what are we doing right i mean what can we change you know we just want to get better for you guys absolutely uh podpage.com slash movement radio if you want to leave a uh, leave a review and check out the archives um make sure you go to storefrontier.com slash movement radio for some merch and uh i think that's it for this episode and thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of battle topics right here on movement radio chip let's hit him with the outro as always please do not leave without leaving a like comment share and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, and click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. This is Movement Radio. We out.